Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Coming to you a little late this week, but I'm here. Let's talk Psalm 62 today. Well, hello again. Yes, I'm late this week. It's just one of those weeks, you know? End of the school year, so you got awards programs. We've got baseball games for the boys. Doctor's appointments, work's crazy. There's all my excuses, but uh, as I was reading through Psalm 62 today, I thought I need to find time to record just a few words from Psalm 62. We've been studying through the Bible, and I'm not quite sure where we are on the days. I can't see it right now. I didn't double check, but we are moving right along through the Bible. We've been really in the life of David again, in that section of the Bible that we're reading And we came to Psalm 62. It is a Psalm of David. And it's just, it's it's got some wonderful truths in it. And I just want to take a couple minutes here today. I don't really plan on recording long. We'll see. But uh, just take a few minutes here to look at Psalm 62. I thought about reading the entire Psalm. It's not long. But I, I don't know that I will. But I like, I just like what David's saying. Actually, let's just back up. That'll get me in the flow a little bit, all right? Let's just read this for a second, and I won't be able to help but stop for a second, probably while I'm reading. But he says, he starts out in Psalm 62. He says, truly my soul waiteth upon God. I think what I like is that David is just talking. It seems like he's talking to himself. I know he's writing songs, but it's like he's writing for himself, and he's just talking about himself and here he's saying I'm my soul we're going to wait upon God from him cometh my salvation it's like he's trying to convince himself of something that he doesn't know if his head believes but his heart believes it you ever been there where sometimes in your head you cannot make this work out good there's no scenario in this that looks good but in your heart you know you need to wait on God and and you realize God is your salvation and by salvation, it doesn't mean he's how I got saved, how I'm going to heaven. It means he's going to be the one that rescues me out of this situation. And that's where David was. He says, I'm going to wait on God. I don't know that his head believed it yet, but his heart did. His faith did. He couldn't see it, but his faith did. Then he's convincing himself some more. He says, he only is my rock and my salvation. There's stability in, in, a, in a world in a situation that was unstable, and David's was. He had been running. Now, in this now we've been running through. He's king, but even as king, now his son Absalom was trying to kill him, though now he's died, but his chief killed him even though he told him not to. I mean, it's just been chaos. But the one solid, stable situation in his life was his relationship with God. He said, he's my rock. He's my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How many people today are moved by everything? And there's a temptation for it, isn't it? I mean, there's a temptation to just give up, just quit, go live for self. Live a life of pleasure and a life of selfishness. And there's going to be a lot of things that feel good if you do that. But there's going to be a lot of disappointments. And so it's tempting. But he says, I'm not going to be moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against man? He's talking probably to his enemies here. Ye shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall 
shall you be, and as a tottering fence. He says, they only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in his lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. And then there's the word selah. Maybe you've seen that. The word selah means pause and reflect. It's actually a musical term. But here he's saying pause and reflect. And so whenever you, you, you've read through something and you see that selah, just kind of pause for a second. What have I just read? And we've kind of stopped as we went. But now we're getting to some of the verses that I really enjoyed. Although when I caught a few of those there, I backed up to read the whole thing. I was like, I kind of like that point. But, but listen to these verses. Verse 5. My soul, again talking to himself, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. I'm not expecting. It's kind of like, reminds me of David when he was fighting against Goliath. He didn't have any expectation, any confidence in his in the sword or the armor of Saul, he had all of his confidence and expectation in God. It wasn't even in his slingshot, though he was confident in, in using it, but his expectation came from God. He goes on to say, He only is my rock and my salvation. We've said that earlier. He is my defense. He said that earlier. I shall not be moved. Same verse. Verse 7. In God is my salvation and my glory. So, the glory is not in and of himself, it's in God, whom he serves. He says, the rock of my salvation, my refuge in God. He, there's constant these terms of defense. There's constant these terms of, of God being his protector. He understands that. But I like verse 8. In verse 8, he says, trust in him at all times, ye people. Now he's speaking to others. He says, trust in him at all times. Well, if you just said trust in him, I would probably just look at this as a general and be like, oh, it's a great general verse. It's a great verse. I wouldn't say general. I'd be like, oh, that's a great verse. But when he says it all times, all times is when we trust God. Not just when we like, eh, I'm going to trust God because I can see 14 different ways this could work out. And so I'm just going to trust God. And then when it works out, I'll be like, oh, God's done it. No, at all times is those scenarios in which there is zero way it's going to work out. I mean, you, you just don't see a clear path. You don't see how this is going to turn out good. I've faced a few of those in my life. I mean, I I, I hate, I, this is why I don't write. <laughs> this is why sometimes I don't write, because I can want to go down this rabbit trail. And this is why sometimes I, I very try to stay very general on this, but... Because I, I don't like to be the extreme. I, I think everybody's got big things going on in their lives, difficult things that are going on in their lives, a lot bigger than others, and, and everything is big. When you're going through a trial, all trials are big. But you know, sometimes I look at some scenarios that, I, that I'm facing, and I'm like, I just don't know how this is, I don't know how this just turns out good. I don't know how, I don't know how this, this just simply saying, how, I don't know how this is all going to work out. But he says, trust in him at all times. And sometimes you don't see 14 different scenarios that it's going to, oh, this, if this happened, okay, here's what we did. No, sometimes you just got to be like, hey, God, I'm trusting you, although this does, this just seems crazy. He says, trust in him at all times, you people. Poor, I love this. I love this. <laughs> I just said a minute ago, this is why I hate, don't want to write. I was just being a little bit just sarcastic. This is why I like to right here for this statement that David said. He says, pour out your heart 
before him. This is why I journal this verse. I'm actually, I'm going to highlight this verse. My highlighter is just to my left. And before I leave this office today, I'm going to highlight this verse. And I'm going to mark it as a verse for why I need to write, why I want to write, even in private, why I want to journal. This is why I think you should journal if you're listening to this podcast. Because when you're writing things down, it opens you up to pour out your heart before him. And God wants you to pour out your heart before him. He says to cast your cares before him. But I think pour them out. Pour them out on paper. Pour them out in your prayer life. But pour out your heart before him. And then he says, God is a refuge for us. He comes back to that. He comes back to it. Let's finish this out because I that verse, I love that verse. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. That's what got me to say, okay, we're going to go ahead and record a podcast this week because of that verse right there. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what 9, 10, or 11, 12 say. I don't remember from this morning's reading, so let's go back to it and just see. I should end on 8. If I was a good podcast person, if I was really good at podcasts, you just wrap it up on verse 8 and you just realize that's a great verse. But. I'm not a good podcast person. And I'm really interested now what's 9, 10, 11, 12 say. I mean, Davis just hit a home run. My nephews are playing baseball right now. He just, I mean, he just hit a home run with verse 8. So let's go back and see. Verse 9, surely men of low degree. I like that word. That's humility. So people of humility. I really believe, and I've said this a few times on the podcast, I believe recently. Humility is the way to go. Study the New Testament and tell me humility is not No, don't even study the Bible and tell me God doesn't honor humility over pride. It's, it doesn't, I don't have any talent. Okay. Are you humble? Got to use you not false humility. That's really pride. If you're humble, it says surely men of low degree are vanity and men of high degree are a lie to be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. What an interesting verse. He says, trust not in oppression, become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Really interesting twist this turn. I mean, I'm just reading it to you this time. I plan on verse eight, but I'm just reading this now. And it's interesting twist that he gets to here talking about low degree. Those are poor. I thought he was going to go somewhere positive with this. And he says, really, it's all vain. Okay. So you're a high degree. You got everything. You're a lie. It's a, a lie. Okay. You're coming out strong here, David. We were just talking about trusting in God. But then what he gets to is he's saying, trust not in oppression and become not vain and robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. So it seems like there's a temptation. Now, King David's talking. We had to remember that. Always remember context. Always remember context. Let me be the teacher in me. What is our context? David is king now. He's king. He's not the shepherd boy anymore. He's a king. He's loaded. He is rich. And I think he's talking to himself again. Hey, don't trust in your riches. God's your refuge. Trust God at all times. Don't trust in those riches. Trust in God. Set not your heart upon them. Don't set your heart upon those riches. Verse 12, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. God's the strength. It's not money. It's not position. God is where power is. It says, also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. What a great reminder. God is merciful, but every man is going to stand accountable to God. And that's true for each one of us. We will all stand accountable for God. God is merciful, and I've needed that in my life. 
And because God is merciful to us, we need to be merciful towards others. But I think the key takeaway from me is this. Trust God at all times and pour out your heart before him. That's what God tells us to do. And I think if you get in the habit of doing that, it's a healthy habit. It's just one of those spiritual healthy habits. My wife and I just finished walking. That's a physical habit that's healthy. Pouring out your heart before God, whether it be on paper or whether it be prayer or whether it's both, prayer and paper. You're writing your prayers out, whatever it is. It's healthy for you to pour out your heart before God. And then listen. See, there's both of these are coming together in this passage. Because when he was saying, my soul wait upon the Lord, you know what you do when you wait? You listen. Waiting is listening. And so he's saying, I'm going to listen and wait, but I'm meanwhile over here, I'm going to trust and pour out my heart to God. God, here's what I'm concerned about. God, here's where I'm worried. God, here's the situations in my life, but I'm waiting on you. I'm trusting in you because you are my power. You're my refuge. You are my strength. Love this passage. Love this chapter, chapter 62. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope that you're enjoying your time studying the word of God. And if I can be a help to you, please don't hesitate to let me know. I didn't write anything this week. Forgive me for all the excuses that I pathetically gave at the beginning is the reason I didn't, though I though I wanted to. Though I sat down many times hoping to get a few minutes to, um, and I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to get back to it. But here's the takeaway. Trust the Lord at all times and pour out your heart before him. I want you to consider, here's what I am. I want you to consider grabbing a journal and saying, I'm going to write something down every day. I'm going to write down some fears that I have to God every day. If you were to look at my journal, if you were to peek into my journal, here's what I do sometimes. I will, I draw a line. I take it. I have a ruler at work because I'm a nerd and I draw a line down one side of my, just the width of my, of my journal. I'll write the date at the top. And I'll list some prayer requests that I'm praying for. And overall, I'll write something that's going on in my day. And I'll always write, here's what I'm worried about this week. I shouldn't say always. That's I don't like 100% statements. But many times I'll write, here's some things I'm worried about. Here's some things I'm frustrated about. Here's some things that... So hey, if you ever get your hands on my journal, you're going to get some... You're going to love it. But I'm trying to pour it out to God. Because ultimately, it's a journal of prayer to God saying, God, here it is. Sometimes I'm just tracking, hey, my boys played a game today. Elijah hit two home runs. Awesome day. I'm so glad I'm a dad. But other times it's like, hey, how are we going to get through this test? How's my kids going to get through this test? God help them in this. This morning I was pouring out about, you know, Jeremiah had a test coming up that that he was uh, studying for. And he's he's been struggling with some things. and And he was studying for this. And he really wanted to get a good grade. And so... As a dad, I don't know why I decided to get emotional with this, but as a dad, this morning I thought, God, just just let him get a good grade. You know, just let him have something that's good in, in that class because he's struggling. Let him do a, let him have a good grade. You know, man, I don't know why sitting here in my office I get emotional about that. But sometimes as dads, you you know, or as moms, you know that you know there's some heavy things on you that some could seem so small and insignificant, other things are huge. But pour your heart out to God because just like I taught a group of kids yesterday God cares about you he cares about everything you're going through 
pour them out to God. That's today's thought. Have a great week.